Brandon, for the love of God, move that microphone away from you. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I just saw where you were starting, and I knew it was going to get worse from there. Uh, okay, you ready to shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> That's the intro. This is Get Into The Groove, the podcast where we find a groove and we get into it. And with me, as always, I wish I knew how to quit you. It's Colton Cox. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. It's Dale Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, don't fuck with me, fellas. It's Melissa. Hi. Hi. And finally, I want my gay rights now, honey. It's Jeannie. <laughs> What is that one from? Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha okay, P. Johnson. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Which leads me to my question, and I have only one question. Colton Cox, you gay? <laughs> oh my no. no. My real no. question. My real question <laughs> is what sort of what what gay entertainment have we been consuming? Because this is we are recording this during Pride Month, and oh. although this will come out in July, every start? month is Pride Month. <laughs> if by Pride you mean um, no, I don't want shame. to. Pose. I mean not pose, whatever that's legendary. Show I'm so sorry. <laughs> Decidedly not pose, <laughs> while everybody pose. in pose. But is yes, phenomenal. I do want to talk about legendary. Prime Murphy can stop. It's one of the best shows on TV, well, on HBO. On HBO, HBO Max is truly that bitch, and for that reason. Started watching it last year during Pride Month, and it is phenomenal. It's a it great is show. fantastic. Yes. yes. Uh, we are not caught up. No. Though we just watched The Ice Ball. Yes. Um, which is the Demi Lovato episode. Demi Lovato is a guest judge for a reason. <clears throat> um... So, uh, spoiler alert. Um, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Miyaki Mugler got their third win in a row. Yeah. And um, who got sent home? It was Not Balenciaga. Uh, uh, um, Orichi. But they did get clocked for that shoes comment. Honey Balenciaga said, these nasty, these ugly ass shoes. And La Roche had some things to say. Um, he always has some. He, knows, he always has some things to say. I'm you gonna did. I'm going to put it on record right now. What Fuck needed La Roche. to be done. <laughs> Okay, so legendary. That's gay yes. uh, culture you've been consuming. Anybody yeah. else? Any queer entertainment? Any gay things that we've been consuming this month? Um, I am watching, I watched a documentary on Divine. Oh, is that good? I've been, I have good. it on the list, I think. It was actually really Divine. good and surprising. Yes. Very right. surprising. It, she is, she's kind of the, the, wait, am I thinking of the right one? The, She's in all those John Waters movies? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, and this documentary is the main focus of the interviews is with uh, his, her longtime business partner, the person who basically was behind, and uh, John Waters. Uh, so, uh. yeah. So, um, it's actually really good. Really, really good. And then I also watched um, a documentary about Marsha P. Johnson, literally yesterday. That is on Netflix. Which that one? was really good. Was it the one with the caseworker trying to close the case? Yes. Didn't we watch that one? We might have. Yes. That's, we a, that's a good one. It is that's a good one. That's a good one. Heart wrenching, yeah. but good. 
terrific. Oh, she's getting ready to retire, and she's like mm-hmm. trying That's, to yeah. close it if she can. But yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah, everyone's all like hush, one. hush about it. Like, oh my god, yeah. that that just and it kind of uh, dipped in. I think this is the documentary I'm thinking of. It kind of dipped into um, when. Pride festivals sort of became corporate, at least in New York City. Like yes. The bars like trying to take it over. Um, and, and the and, mob taking it over. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With that, if you haven't already, there is the Pride like six part docuseries that's on FX, on FX, on Hulu or whatever the fuck. That's also interesting, w- worth a watch okay. because, like, eventually when it goes into the 80s, it, it, it taps into all that. It goes in, into it on a deeper level. Perfect. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah. What about you? Any queer stuff? I, you know, here's the thing I don't watch TV uh-huh. hardly at all, ever. But any other kind of queer? Well, probably like musical artists. That's probably about the extent of it. Um, any recommendations? Well, I've been listening to Frank Ocean a lot, but I don't feel like that's a hard recommendation because I think no, most it's a people very easy beat me sell. to that punch. Um, so I don't know. I was really into that. Who else? I've been listening to this album a lot. This one, this one that we're talking about. Yes. Well, that I've is probably to this one for obvious reasons. A, a, a perfect segue um, to introduce the album that we're talking about. Well, shoot. Well, shoot. You just stated it up so perfectly. Um. Yeah, this is a bit of queer media that I just like have had on repeat for the last two weeks for obvious reasons. But well, also, also, you're welcome. Thank you. I should have recommended it sooner, but I didn't think it. I didn't feel confident as like a sell for you. Like I was like, I don't know how to sell it to you, but oh, I think really? you'd like it if you listen to it. Well, honestly, yes. I thought if I recommended it, you were gonna blow it off, and so I was like, eh, one day we'll get to it. <sighs> Well, it hit me at the right time. And the album, of course, we're talking about is uh, Tyler, the Creator's album, Igor, that came out two years ago. Um, what, how, what, is his, what number in the discography is this? I think it's number five. Fifth six? studio album, seventh. officially. Shit. I think it was seventh. I'm so sorry. sorry to just... For some reason, I listed off all of them. I'm pretty certain it was the seventh. I actually have the page open but my phone do it is stalling give me it is the fifth okay. five. why did i jump ahead to seven my brain said no keep rolling <laughs> the fifth studio album has he done a sixth yet or is as a matter of fact it was just announced that he's putting out a sixth album uh, okay. i think at the next month Ooh. He literally just released the single for it yesterday. He, Next month as in July. Do... Yes, as in July. I believe oh. it comes out in July. He literally, he released the single for it literally yesterday. It's called oh. Lumberjack. He and then do the next like a one, summer release, Tyler. He really do. It's a good time. Like, if you're going to put out a good bop, why not? Call me if you get lost. This is his next album that's coming out. Well, shit, I will. I just might. I might be getting lost. The single off of it is going to be a jump for you from really? what you're hearing on this album. Like just, just a, a, a genre, drastic like, departure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Heads that, up. That makes All sense because right. this seemed like the end of an era for him because he had Flower Boy that he started this whole like neo soul psychedelic sound with. And then yeah. we'll see. Just the single that's off of it is what we're judging off of at the moment. I yeah. mean, in this album, there's the the whole spoken word thing, and uh, one of them does say, um, 
And uh, wait, how does it go? I wrote it down, but it's like in order to. Sometimes you got to close the door to open a window. Oh yeah, like those that. are snippets of like a an interview. But yeah, sometimes to like open a window. Yeah, sometimes you got to close the door to open a window. Yeah. So yeah, it's very much him closing the door on this chapter or closing this chapter. I'm fairly certain that the noise gate's going to cut this out, but I, I can hear portals start to pepper. <laughs> <laughs> The poor deer. We have a hot dog we in do. his house. He's trying his damnedest. He's trying to cool off. Okay. Um. So yeah, let's dive into it. Let's, let's dive do into it. it. Um. Track number one is Igor's theme. Igor's theme, indeed. Um. I don't know, Jeannie, You want to start us off? Do you have any things to say about it? I absolutely. Initially? Well, I love it as the like opening track. I think it does a great job of like. Setting up the sound of the whole album, but also like it kind of gives you it kind of gives you a vibe of what you're wa- like waiting into. Yeah, like very much overture. Like, yes, it's sort of that, getting everything. Thank you. That's the right word. Uh, overture welcome. is the I'm, correct I'm word to use. It's a really nice overture of the album. Uh, it sets the stage. Yeah, that's probably the best description for it, um, because. Lyrically, I this song is dumb. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. But yeah, but uh, well, okay, yeah. No, I, the, I, I heard this first track, and I and I was like, is this gonna be like the whole album is just a bunch of fucking nonsense thrown together? It's not, of course. It, and I knew it wouldn't be, but for a moment, I was like, you oh, had your come doubts. On. But no, uh, I would agree. It is a very good overture, and I at very at the very least definitely agree with Jeannie that it's like musically introduces you to like what what's you're about to get into yeah um uh it said hey brandon there's a growling synth in this and i said all right i'm here (laughs) i'm strapped in buckled up ready to go let's do it yeah i mean i definitely like the soul like influence is really um like it's very evident but you um i don't know well i'll talk about it more later but i i really like a lot of the sounds that he puts into this and how he like takes all these weird experimental sounds and puts them into like traditional song structures. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, sort of continuing the nonsensical lyrics of it all. Um, according to genius.com, if you, if you see, if you saw him tour this live live, he like actually has a verse that he does over this. So it's not like complete nonsense. Ah. Um, but it's not here for the album. Um, uh, Tease. He <laughs> repeats uh, the the line right around town. They're gonna feel this one. Um, this is refer. This was referring to like what he wants, how he wants uh, the listeners to take in the album. Like he wants the listener to do something that is sort of mind numbing or subconscious, You're gonna so feel that. It's interesting because I thought this yeah. would be a really great road trip album. Oh, right, you're yeah. you're driving around. You're you're not doing much. You're just kind of coasting. It's got, a, it's got a cruising it. vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can see that. So it's sort of him, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Those that are truly listening to the album, it's gonna hit them. It's gonna hit them hard. Um, I want to know. You liked it. Does this album hit you? Not me, to jump too early into it. Me. Anyone in general, I guess. Or we'll get to it later as we go. I think the. 
what it's about hit me. I think the subject matter hit me. Okay. Um, and like using Igor as just mm. uh, uh, like a, a device, I guess, mm -hmm. because Igor as like a liter literary character is very... How does he turn into that role of Igor? Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of put, painted a in a more sinister light, um, I found, which I like. I found it was less <clears throat> like evil assistant and more split personality. Yes. And it was like... Um, Igor was really interesting to me because he... It's supposed to be like his dark side is his evil side or whatever, but it also seems to be like the source of his confidence and like where he like feels like confident in himself. I don't know. And it's is like it, able it, to freely express the whenever most. he is the character Igor, like when he's rapping and things like that, it's basically just talking about what hot shit he is that whole time. It's the beast within. The right. Beast within. Right. So yeah. and it's like it's not like a great the Mr. Hyde thing. of it all. But it's definitely no. But you know, I think it also speaks to the fact that sometimes when you're in a really vulnerable situation and you're feeling like you're just getting stomped on, that you almost have to go the exact opposite and get hard about it. Right? Like you, it's you just have to go beast mode that's... about it. Like no, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. Right. I'm just gonna do me, and you have to get in that mindset just to get through yeah. it. I think that's where that's why it comes off as confident because I don't know, especially like in um what's good it seems very much like like it's it's a bad thing because it's like e igor 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 <laughs> is coming back and um he's like it's basically for me that song not to jump into it early is like the last time we see igor truly yeah and so um i don't know it's it's just an interesting dynamic cuz i don't think he's outright altogether evil even though I, Tyler is like trying to kind of paint it that way yeah but I think he's also trying to also admit that this part of him is also like something it's, it's still part of him still a piece of him but yeah. I think also a part of that like beast modeness is almost trying to be heartless about it right like you almost have like I said you stonewall yourself off from it right so you might come off as a horrible human in the moment right but you're just trying to survive it exactly I don't know it's an interesting character dynamic so we go into uh, track number two. I just wanted Earthquake. to Earthquake oh. on that first one. It apparently features Lil Uzi Vert and Solange. Solange. Yes. Solange comes back in a minute to do something. She does. Um, There's some fun features on this album. Over to, yes. And they're very like. They get a little bit mixed into the details of the album so that it. It's a little effort to realize they're there. Yeah. Yeah. They become more like it's, other characters in the play. This like sort of wall of sound in the background yeah. where you're getting like bits and pieces, but they're not, when they're featured, they're not exactly like featured. featured, featured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it definitely struck as like, like chorus members almost rather yeah. than like featured people. I think a fine example of mm, this is I like um, that. in the next song, Earthquake. Charlie Wilson is um, singing in the background, but again, it's in the background. He's just he's used more of it as like an instrument than like a person. That's I heard like, his ass back there. I heard his ass. <laughs> heard it. Um, but it wasn't like about him being featured as an artist right. or as a singer. It's um, so catchy, it gets stuck in your head, though. Yeah, 
over and over. Which, yes. can I just say, probably speaks to a lot of those artists' view of Tyler, their creator, because it's like they're not requiring that to be the situation. Because on yeah. a lot of features, it's like they're just willing they to have make to the stand art. out. Right, like they're supposed right. they are a feature. Like they're going to be on the tours and they're going to be on the promos. And they're going to be on the whole thing. And like this, it's like you kind of go, who? Is they somebody singing in the back of this? Yeah. <laughs> they bought into the concept. They bought into the concept. Album. Yeah. They were like, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, this track, um, I read that, um, oh. he offered it originally to Justin Bieber and Interesting. Rihanna. 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 Yes. Yeah. And they both turned it down. They turned it down, which is like, which great we, because it, it, I'm glad Justin I'm, Bieber didn't. Well, yeah. I kind of would have been interested to hear Rihanna doing. I would yeah. be interested quick. to hear Rihanna. I Definitely. think anybody would be interested to hear anything from Rihanna. <laughs> Do not harass this that moment. woman about putting out music. I will not. She's I a businesswoman. Stand against that. Um, and she she's doing what she wants to do right now. She's getting her bag. She's getting her bag. And I'm not in the bras. They're worth it. You say what? I said I bought nine of them bras. They're worth it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, Rihanna. worth it. Anyway. Titties on point. What? This, I'm glad it did not go to either of those two because it fits um, Tyler. What? It fits Tyler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits right into this album. It fits yeah. right into these themes. And it's a perfect setup to like the narrative of it all, right? Um, setting up that Tyler slash Igor, well, I guess however you want to see it. Um, don't leave. It's my fault. Don't leave. Yeah. It's my fault. It's so piteous and it's a little <laughs> melodramatic and also like he's pouring his heart out to you this. You still person. feel it. You do feel it. Like you're like ah. Yeah. Also pointing out the double entendre with the word fault being in the song Earthquake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talking about faults. I hate it. <laughs> Plates rubbing up against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I want to say? In the song, um, his voice is like pitched up. It's like kind of in a falsetto mm-hmm. thing. They do is that, that like him singing or is it? I think they do that several times in this album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it gave me very, like, Camille vibe. Yeah. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that as a link. Okay. Because it seems like he just sang it, and then they just, like, sped up the track or something. Maybe, you know, maybe it was something else, but... Because he has a pretty deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was kind of surprised to hear him several times in this album, because I'm so used to He doesn't use this, that like... real deep voice much at uh-huh. all. I was actually curious to know if uh, if it was just for this album or if he does use it in other like earlier tracks I because I not, I did not listen to an ignorant to all of Flower Boy today, but I listened to a little bit of it and I did not hear it yet. But I only heard like three or four songs. Okay, fair so. enough. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll just have to dig deeper myself uh, to find out. But I think it kind of works on this. Um, especially with the themes of this album going like back and forth between like a very submissive kind of character to a very aggressive character. Yeah. Um, the background of this recording is going to be the best ever. Just dog snoring. Just dog snoring. <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to comment, sir. No he comment. He doesn't wish to comment. No. Please get this mic out of his face. I think this album was, or this song was the single. 
Yes, and it, it, it was. reached yeah. like number thirteen, which is not that high. He but put it's this also song. pretty damn high. Radio. He put huh? this song. I heard the song on the radio. I never heard the song on the radio, but the only radio station I listened to is one oh three three though, in my defense. I also I was Z. not listening Don't. to the radio at the time. Don't forget this album. Well, this album I think say. popped up on my Twitter or else it like popped up just like on my like my Spotify. I was like, you should listen to this and I said Okay, and clicked on it. I had never heard anything else by Tyler the Creator. Mm. Like I was like, I hear his name referenced all of the time. Fascinated digging into him, though. I was like, oh my god! Like he does a lot of stuff. That's yeah. funny you say um, it because I actually like started listening to him in high school. Yeah, no, not me. I know he's putting huh. stuff out then, but I did not. And the thing is, is like I've seen him like on Twitter. Like I think I probably followed him on Twitter mm-hmm. when I had a Twitter, and like. But I just remember, like, this album came out, and I was interested enough, and I was like, I guess I'll click on it, and like, but I didn't hear it on the radio. It wasn't on any of the stations that I was listening to. I guess. Oh no, no. Or Most of his stuff usually doesn't play on. I, I think remember. That's I, I quit listening to the radio. I'm sorry to admit that, but I quit uh, listening to the radio. I haven't listened to the time. radio. I'm so sorry. Probably 15 years. Ago. So sorry. The bridge is getting me back into the radio. 909 The Bridge. They I can do play see some that. good stuff. Yeah, they play some good right. tunes. They're all right. They're, they're um, all right. They're the best. If you're looking for what like Kansas City has to offer alternative wise, sure. No, yeah. I, um, they also play some Satan Vincent. I remember every listening to Tyler Creator in high school and thinking, not realizing that he was just like kind of ahead of his time at, back then. Um, and thinking, wow, this is really weird rap yes. music. He's got, he's got sort of a. An association, I guess, sort of, without even having, like, listened to him a whole lot. Like, there's this kind of weird genre of, like, sort of weird rap that exists. Honestly, there was something about, like, when he first came out, there was something about him. I always threw him in this weird box with Kanye West. Uh Uh-huh. I can see that. Who's on this album later? Well, Kanye was kind of like that when he yeah, first started. Yeah, because see, that's how he kind of what his little box was. It just he was, it was, yeah. it was odd. He like just it got was full not of himself, right? In it's everybody like else's lane. Avant-garde rap. Yeah, really. Ooh, yeah. As as <sighs> got eye roll worthy as Kanye West is now, the shit that he was putting out was, was next level. Yes, it was. No, he was. It, yes, it he was. He is definitely a major player in music from the two thousands to like. Early 2010s. I remember Jesus walks. We're advocating for him to get his mental health in check. Get it in check, Kanye. So that he can put some more music. Yes, yes. And you know, he lost his mom, and I think that had a huge effect on him. Because that was sudden. That was not that. She went in for a routine surgery, and she died. And she was a college professor. Yeah. Oh my god. Of like African American studies or something like that. Like she was brilliant. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I did so, not know that part of the story. For like a breast reduction or something like that. Like something simple. Uh, she died. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, legit. Yeah, probably. So, something probably happened he gets, and he spiraled out of control. Yeah. But like, right. no, let's get back Long in control. Term. Yes. So We're ready for you, Kanye. I'm not buying no $300 shirt. I'm not paying a ticket to go to You need to, to burn that motherfucker hat, though. He was on... Uh, <laughs> Foe, you come back. I'm sorry. He was on the Chappelle show twice when that was still on TV. And both times I remember thinking like, oh, wow, he's like really good. And I, you know, still don't really listen to rap all that much. But someone sticks out for me. I feel like (laughs) it's like, yeah, that's somebody who's really good, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I have not listened to anything of his for a very long time. 
No, he did that weird. He lost me. He did the. Oh, I'm so sorry. He did the this strange performance on SNL promoting one of his albums, oh, and yeah. it was one of the last like live performances I think he did on SNL, and he did it upside down. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the 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 scene. It was lost like me. That that's when I said something wrong here. Yeah. It was some crazy. And shit. And then from then on downhill. <laughs> I won't lie, there was a good seventy percent of me that loved it. <laughs> The other percentage is kind of like, what? There was a good 70% of me that just wanted to say you would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. That that story all checks out. So, Tyler, <laughs> the creator, we're going but back. But even in comparison to what he was doing, though, I think that's where I was like, what, you, what, what happened to here? <laughs> what, what, what happened? Something we um, would like to unbox, but we'll take a whole other episode. Yeah, okay, next. <laughs> um, so, at the end of Earthquake, um, I really uh, love this. Um, because it's it kind of it ties everything together. It tells the listener that like everything is supposed to be one right after the other, right? You're supposed to listen to it in one setting. Um, the final lines: "Don't leave, it's my fault." You hear in the background one again: "Don't leave, it's my fault." Two, two, okay. "Don't leave, it's my fault." Again, he says three, 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 but he says it in like a triplet rhythm, right? Numerology, hello. Um, and then and he says something like don't and then the next track says four 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 and then it counts in the rhythm oh my god it gets me going every time oh lord have mercy on my soul just a little mini scream into the microphone for this was a this this was a track that i remember when i first listened to this like it was the one that i like hit favorite on it was the one that I like added to I like, think. my mm-hmm. summer playlist. Yeah, I love, I think. Yeah. It's such a good track. Honestly, I love it. Honestly, I could take or leave or take the, the first two tracks, everything from this song to the end of it. Banging. Love all the songs. <laughs> and it kind of misleads you because Earthquake is kind of like, you know, it's a pining love song kind of. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's well, it's still really it's vague. Whiny, but it's, it, sets you, it sets you up to think that like, oh my God, this whole song, this whole album is going to be like some Alanis Morissette right. shit. Drake album. I right. was not really <laughs> See, I have more faith in Tyler than that. But <laughs> but the, like this song coming immediately after that sort of rips that all to shreds. Yeah, It's so good. You kind of get the story backwards because you know how it's ending. Right. Yes. We found out that they were riding around. We knew we were going to feel it. And now suddenly we're getting the story. We're getting it like. And you're going to feel everything, every right, single emotion. Right now, you know. Yes. We're in the moment. Uh, yeah. I like so. I think that my favorite thing here, I kind of mentioned when we started it, is the the neo soul influence on this album right so like a question um funkadelic is the name of that band right yes. okay you know that's been bugging me for the past two weeks and i've been meaning to ask you and i decided to ask you right now thank you <laughs> that's it well um that's what this reminded me of a lot of these songs you could like if the instruments were not synths but were like horns or guitars or other mm. things like that, this would sound like an old soul album, like yes. even like Marvin Gaye-esque type stuff. But what he's done is he takes like the structure of soul songs and then adds in all of these like synths and stuff like that. And then also like 
flits in and out of like hip hop and soul and and uh their rap stuff obviously and even like rock and so like it's just like disco yeah i it just very like it's 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 so cool because it's something so familiar but also completely different at the same time that was i think one of my favorite things about the album and why i was so excited to like Mm -hmm. to show it to you is because i was like there is such a really fantastic like combination of like musical genres that come together and get really pushed together in weird ways and also warped in really weird ways that I was like, Oh, this is, this is fun. So I'm excited that you're over here breaking it down a little bit better than I can understand. (laughs) Even one of the lyrics in the song is, uh, cause I want you like, uh, Leon Ware, right? Leon Ware. And who else? What's his name? Um, Arthur T-Bone Ross Mm. wrote, I want you for Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I like there are several spots, especially the last song that I felt was very Marvin Gaye influenced or oh, yeah. or at least like a psychedelic soul from the 70s influenced. Like you could hear Temptations in there, like it's a lot of different stuff and like tying into like the process of this from what I understand of reading it, he started recording this album before Flower Boy. And Flower Boy is like a way more like psychedelic influenced album. It's a lot like trippier and a little bit more out there. And it it's so interesting to me that this song, this album fits so well after Flower Boy because it seems like a natural progression to go from like this to like the 70s sound that's a little more mm-hmm. like hard edged and not so like trippy, flowery stuff. But he wrote this before Flower Boy. So I don't know. Did he write the whole thing or was I he don't like know. writing songs and all then it was like says, splitting it off into all albums? All it says on Wikipedia is that preceding the recording of Flower Boy, he was working on Igor. Interesting. But so it could be that he was working on both at the same time. Which well, that he was just writing and he said, these songs are crazy. Let's put them all on this album. <laughs> these right. songs are less crazy. Let's put them on this other album. I mean, like when... Brian Wilson was doing pet sounds. It went directly into the smile sessions, right? So like that happens all the time. Like you just, sometimes you get into a really big songwriting, like just busting stuff out. And sometimes it bleeds together like that. So just to like bleed magic, get back to you though. So we're talking about writing. Are you aware that he also writes for like TV, like kind of situations? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Did you read up on any of no. that? Huh. Okay. Cause that was actually another thing I didn't super know about him, but like, oh man, he does a lot of stuff. Music is not his only thing. It's just, I think, one of the things he is currently a little better known for, mm. or at least in my mind, because he, designs, he is a creator. He like designs clothing. And he does a lot of like the musical production and stuff like that that happens. But he also writes for like TV shows, specifically largely like goofy sketch comedy kind of stuff. Yeah, he did. Um, 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 what's the the basically like a group of black kids doing jackass? He was part of. Yes. What is that show called? Well, I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> anyway, that was when he was younger. Like this was yes before. no these are all when okay. in like his like early twenties and stuff yeah it's like he was writing for those shows but <laughs> it's, like it's actually really funny <laughs> that's still well that's my thing is is I'm like it's still really interesting though that he is like because he's not just he's not just making music out there didn't like, he help with um, Atlanta the TV show I did not read about that I don't know most if he of did what or I didn't. read was he did like 
the most recent one was called the jellies but they had like an adult swim um hmm. oh yeah yeah yes they had like an adult swim um uh like show like an actual like show on adult swim but that would probably be why he has somebody like jared mike carmichael excuse me um, yeah <sighs> Doing like the spoken word throughout Gerard, this. Gerard Carmichael. Oh, excuse me. I'm pretty sure it's Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Okay. J A R O D. Yeah. That's Jared. Well, and he's also. You said that's well, what? No, he's in um, the Lucas Brothers Moving Company, the animated show, and they call him Gerard. Oh. That show. Okay. Mr. Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> the, the, he's a stand up comedian, but I imagine he was also like in these writing circles. You know, before both he and Tyler the Creator got big, so like it makes sense that these guys are working together. And I think Tyler the Creator worked on a special of his. Hmm. See, I don't really know much about Gerard Carmichael other than he was on the Lucas Brothers Moving Co. <laughs> so like, it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, he he's done all sorts of different stuff. His name will pop up. Tyler the Creator's name will pop up in the weirdest places. I just looked up uh, Loiter Squad was the name that I was thinking of of the sh- the Thank like, you for finding Jackass esque show. Yes, that I, was it. I don't even know Jackass. I know Sorry. Bam Margera and well, like the other one. Um he also Johnny has worked Knoxville. on uh Black Dynamite the animated series. Um and I don't know if anybody's seen Axe Cop, but <laughs> Yes. It's another animated show. <laughs> that's one that I remember being delighted and like, oh, that's so good that he worked on that. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, he's he's definitely he does a lot of stuff. He's got his fingers in all of All over eyes. the place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. Okay. I just read my notes and now I'm fired up. Spit it out. There's a line in this song. Man, I wish you would call me by your name cuz I'm sorry. I You're still talking about I think, right? Yes. Yeah. I am sick of the phrase, call, call me, me by, by your name. name. <laughs> because I know it's like a huge thing in the gay culture, mostly for Timothée Chalamet. Who? Um, exactly. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just so sick of it. Like I'm this close to reading the damn book to see what it's all about. What is it? Call me by your name? Yeah, I know nothing. Uh, it's a book yeah. that was turned into a movie a starring Timothée Chalamet and famous uh, cannibal um, Ch- Army Hammer. Um, <laughs> about to say Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, this is an actual, actual cannibal. I thought that's what you were referencing. Sorry. <laughs> no, not actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Um, but it's Ooh. it's this movie about this like... This this older gay man is, um, and when I say older, I think he's supposed to be like 24 or something like that. Um, he's working for this guy, right? He's assisting this guy. And his son, who is, I think, 17, um, is a little gay boy. And they like fall in love, but it's like forbidden. And it's supposed to be like steamy and sexy. I'm just so fucking sick of hearing about it. Call me by your name. I'm sorry. That's what I'm stuck on. Call me by your name. Call me by your name. And I like, I don't get what it means. I don't get it. And I've I've heard great things about it. But it stars Timothée Chalamet and I refuse to watch it. Okay. I'm still laughing at strawberry wine over there. Hot July moon. I saw everything. My first taste of love. Whoa. Bittersweet. 
Um, All right. So anyway, you know exactly what you run from. You end up chasing. Is this is the first appearance of Gerard? Is it not narrating? No, but no? I still want to talk about. I think because I have almost a full oh, page. Oh, it's at the very end of yeah. Um, Do it. So uh, Solange is back. Solange is in the song. Hello, Solange. Goodbye, Solange. Um, he says uh, there's a line that says, "I'm your puppet. You are Jim Henson." Sort of foreshadowing, alluding to the puppet. Puppet. Um, he says, "Take him to the bridge." Okay, in this bridge section. Reminds me of a, I wrote it down, it's very specific. It sounds like music from an item shop in a Nintendo Universe video game. <laughs> ah. Yeah. I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's so, it's nice. Um, and that like solo, that like electric piano solo was the ninth time they tried it. Like apparently they had like something different every time. And Tyler was like, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. That was the ninth version. Um, and this song samples a song called Special Lady from 80s Nigerian disco sensation, Bibi Mescal. Um, I listened to it last night, and it is terrific. Worth <laughs> a listen. Not on Spotify. You will have to look it up on YouTube. Oh, dang. Um, and then, yes, exactly what you run from, you end up chasing. There's always an obstacle. And then it slams into running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I guess thematically we are introduced to the obstacle. This, this. Losing interest. Yes, is losing interest and in, uh, gaining interest. interest in the ex girlfriend. Your I attention do. is elsewhere. Yeah. How do I back in? I do love this song. It's a good one. It's just catchy. <laughs> Um, I love an arpeggiator. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's maybe the, maybe that's somebody playing, but it could be a machine. Um, but I love an arpeggio. Either way, um, <clears throat> this is one where I like you can act, you can see the difference in the voices, or rather yeah. hear the difference yeah. in the voices. The ver- the first verse is the altered voices, like the falsetto voice, and the lyrics are subsequently kind of submissive, because um, he said. Uh, your waves wash over me. I drift to the deep end. Um, it's a low tide. I'll be fine. Um, I found peace in drowning. But the second verse is his normal verse, and it's a little bit more aggressive, like demanding the guy to take your mask off. You can be the real me around me. Make your choice. And obviously, I'm the right choice. I, um, I again, I like the, the dichotomy of the two, because it's, it's like, it seems like it's, he's flipping in and out of being Igor. Yes. Um, so you kind of see like the jealousy at play in this song more so than any of the rest of them. Um, but I did want to point out too, I didn't know if anybody, um, he says another track at the DAW. Does anybody know? The, the DAW? Do you know what that is? No. What, is it? what does it mean? Digital audio workstation. Oh. It's what people call their like recording setups nowadays. Oh, the DAW. Just fun, fun fact for anybody that didn't know what that is. <laughs> So is this our DAW? This is our DAW. Well, like like GarageBand would be our DAW. Oh, excuse me. Oh. That's the actual like digital part of it. I see. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Like like for a lot of people, 
they don't have like big sound boards in their house, you know, they just record onto a computer like we're kind of doing. So using whatever they can, a digital audio workstation. Oh, tracks coming out of the DAW. Yeah. Thought that might make the line make a little bit more sense if you didn't know what it was. That makes sense. Is he putting you to sleep, Melissa? He's making it hard, right? It's killing me because I I genuinely believe it is just slowly getting louder. It is. It is. It is. Great. He's a drama queen. He knows what he's doing. He's getting attention slowly but surely. You know, Bubby, there are there are other vents in the house. We'll keep you okay. Um that they are not pointed at this couch. Not with sufficient. My human. They need to be here. Um, Did we tell everybody there's a dog here? We said a hot dog. Oh, yeah, we, we have a hot dog that is literally dog a, a, a hot dog. He's a dog that is hot. He's a he's a decorated member of the military. He's a sergeant. Yes. he is a sergeant. Sergeant Pepper. He's a sergeant brave man. <laughs> he's licking the cat currently. <laughs> That's how he copes with his PTSD. He's, he's an old man. He likes these to, days, uh, and he enjoys his life as an old man should. He enjoys. Very short walks from the couch yes. to his next sleeping spot. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's one time um, I took Benji on a walk when you guys, when you lived um, together. Yeah, those yeah, boys went Park. out. Oh my God. And Sergeant Pepper was, was so funny. fucking stoked that he rolled in poop. Oh no. <laughs> God, Sergeant he was Pepper so rolled happy in poop? To... Yes, he, he did. Oh, Benji's not going to do that. He's terrible. It's <laughs> embarrassing, right? But he was so happy. He was like, yes, dogs. Let's be dogs. <laughs> he really liked Benji. He doesn't like dogs that much. He was super into Benji. He was really? like, yeah, we're buddies. We're hanging out. Let's go rolling poop, buddy. <laughs> Benji goes, I mean, you can do that. And I'm going to watch Benji you and support supportive. you. Yeah. I think that's why he liked Benji is Benji was a very dignified person. And in his mind, he's like, I got to show you how to be a dog then, right? And Benji's like, no. no. <laughs> that's great. You do you. It's what you do. You flop yourself on your side, you fart, and then you fall asleep. <laughs> the Sergeant Pepper experience. <laughs> if you're oh, babysitting him, him, he, he nudges himself uh, underneath your bed and pouts. Oh. Yes. But he, can't, he can't get his butt quite under there because the bed's too He's low. He's a well-known character. <laughs> Indeed. Well, anyways, okay. <laughs> we're completely off course. Um, so, uh, any anything more to say about running out of time? No, because I think the next Are one is way more interesting than running out of time. Um, New yeah, magic it one. ends with oh that quote. Sometimes you gotta close a door to open, to a, open window. a window. Boom, and we're into new magic wand. Um, which I is saw a photo. You look joyous. My eyes are green, but I ate my veggies. I love that line. He ate his veggies. I know that it's so goofy, like, but I love the concept of it. I love the idea of being like, I saw that photo of you. You look real happy. Can I? Too so, bad she's in the frame. I would yes. like to. I love how absolutely insane this song like comes swinging out as like yeah. just immediately. It's like I am like insane level levels of jealous right now. And it, it like. And running out of time leading into it, um, 
It really a good plays contrast. into yes, it really plays into Sharp the desperation. Of yes, there's why, that pleading, like please, yeah. you know, like and it, it keeps coming out of up time. Throughout what the do Amber, I need to do? What do now. I need yeah. to do? What do I need to do to make you lovely? And then all like all of a sudden, it's like if I have to, I will kill you both. It will happen. Bonkers insanity. Yeah, were you trying to say something? Well, I. I was looking at the lyrics earlier and I didn't, I don't think I wrapped my head around it entirely, but now that I'm looking at it now, I, I wasn't sure what he was referring to with the magic wand line, but I think he's just talking about like he can make her, well, a gun. A gun. Yeah. I found this new magic wand. Oh, yeah. see, yeah, I still didn't catch that part. If you'd have watched. But did you think it was Dig? No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> No, I thought I. My mind went there for a moment. I thought he was just using kind of like a metaphor of like making her disappear. Well, that's also yeah. That is, but it's actually a gun. Well, I was gonna say if if you watched the uh, the Grammy performance that he did, (laughs) I did not. Mm. That is worth. I know you didn't. You should watch it though, because he does. It's it's a. It's a killer one. It's it amazing. Is. It is. No pun intended. In it's a killer one. <laughs> it's a killer one. <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't say it. I just pointed it out. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is too, is he does return back to that. I love the voice that he uses for the "Please don't leave me" uh, at the end. Very pathetic. Yeah, it's, he's definitely it's extra whiny and extra pathetic. This is definitely that like psychotic break when you realize this isn't going to happen, but you can't wrap your mind around the fact that it's you not going to You don't want to accept that. Happen. Right. You somehow So now some you're mad about it. <laughs> away. Um I just want to point out the uh in the first verse he uses like picture motifs. Mm-hmm. He uses the word photo, picture, frame, developed kind of like going them. through the process of a picture. It's it's very clever, and I just like that. Um, the second verse, he says, uh, my brother said I'm on the spectrum, which is apparently literal, but also, in a more figurative way, um, maybe referring to, like, the sexual, the sexual spectrum, spectrum of, yeah, sexuality. Uh, I feel like, okay, so here's the thing. I think I said that Tyler, the creator, is gay. But now I think I did my research and I'm like, there's no official statement. There's just a whole lot of speculation. Right. Enough so that I thought that there was an official statement. So I don't know. Now I'm like, well, shit. I don't know. He's definitely making queer art. I think that he has. I wouldn't say always because he definitely seemed kind of just like a normal straight dude when he first started out. But. He definitely there's queer coding if nothing else and like yeah I always queer assumed baiting, I assumed he I was bi for. I yeah, assumed he was bi but I don't really know I'm not, I don't I'm not really researched into Tyler the Creator's romantic life yeah, I think so. I assumed he was just like pan or sexually fluid yeah or yeah yeah I mean that seems a demi or something yeah and maybe that's what this line is sort of leading into maybe not but like it could be uh, he strikes me as someone who definitely would not be bound by any kind of binary no. yeah. system. Yeah. So sexy. Sexy. But I kind of I kind of like this. I like this song because it's this weird juxtaposition between please love me and I'm gonna blow up your whole world. <laughs> 
please love me with your eyes are like flaming red. Yes. Yeah. It's the intensity of this yes. song that gets to me. I it's one of my favorite tracks and it's because it's like zero to a hundred out of nowhere. Like it's just like like if there were if there were just a gift for this, it would just be like that like smiling cartoon with the eye twitching. <laughs> Seconds from breaking. Please, please love me. Which you look very happy. I don't know. Do you have more for this song? Because I feel like this is a perfect transition into the next one. Well, wait, because I have okay. a full for this song. <laughs> I wanted to keep talking about the um uh my brother said I'm on the spectrum verse. Because he has a line, the sixty forty isn't working. Sixty forty more playing into that spectrum idea. Um but I also I I there's something to be said about like producers. Um especially on rap albums, on hip hop albums. Um, because on the word isn't, there's something that happens that like everything drops out and like there's, there's some noise that happens. I don't really know what it is, but it's, it's, it's really making the lyrics kind of visual. Like you can, you, with the words and the sound, you can, you can see everything happening. Um, and I just, yeah, if in a way that the bangers live up to Tank's poetry, these producers are really living up to Tyler's lyrics. I think that becomes even more evident. Um, what you're talking about kind of, uh, using audio to, to add imagery in the next song, which I know I don't want to move on to it yet, but a boy is a gun. Um, cause they, he does a lot of like sound effects that play into the percussion aspect of the song. Yeah, in that one, but I don't want to move on to that one yet. Well, the last thing I want to point out is the the last like line is like now pick a side or something like that. Yes, um, and if you don't, I pick you both. Yeah, yes. Um, it's kind of you know it's it's directed towards the subject, um, but it's kind of a play on the idea that sexuality is a spectrum, but is also a choice. You know, it, it's it's I feel like it's a little bit. Um, Sorry, I took a picture of the dog. <laughs> it's a little bit tongue in cheek that way. I feel. But okay. Anyway, let's move on to the next song, A Boy is a Gun. Asterisk. The reason why I was um, saying it, it was a good transition because we were talking about the kind of like psychotic, dangerous mindset of um, New Magic Wand. And it's like feeds directly into A Boy is a Gun, talking about a boy can be dangerous, especially if he's. He's so motherfucking dangerous. <laughs> yeah. This is another favorite of mine. I just really love the lyricism in this one. And like, I didn't know about the a girl is a gun thing until yes. like right before we started recording. Surprise. Surprise. Information. A so, girl is a gun with the concept being that like a woman is, you know, they have the potential I have to it be pulled, very dangerous. I have it pulled up actually, an article talking specifically about this song. Mm-hmm. Was this a second single off of this or you know because i feel like i heard though i mean it has a video mm-hmm. so i don't know if one would believe it's one of the singles right if it has a video but i i don't know if it, it might have come out after the fact mm-hmm. um you some motherfucking dangerous yeah, some so motherfucking dangerous the history of the phrase <laughs> a girl is a gun harkens back to a 70s french made western um which i don't know if it says what movie that is but um, a phrase, uh, a girl is a gun, traditionally means that women are powerful, but they can also be potentially dangerous if not properly respected. Mm. Goddamn right. 
he kind of explains it in the song um with the there's a line um uh you're a gun because i like you on uh on my side at all times you keep me safe wait 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 what does that say wait wait oh my god i can't can't read your hand oh i can't but it says um that depends on you know you could be dangerous to me like he's like stuttering like kind of double backing Mm -hmm. on when he said earlier like yeah yeah you're a gun but you're also dangerous there's more to this story sorry tell okay so the phrase a girl is a gun popularized by la streetwear (laughs) label pleasures um which printed it on red tech red text on t-shirts and sweaters Originally released in 2017 as a collaboration of the feminist collective By Way of Us with the hashtag Feminine Product. Um, they also use it as a fundraiser, fundraiser for a woman's shelter in L.A. Oh. So, here's the connection. The design gained widespread popularity when Playboy Cardi um, wore it in a music video for his song Magnolia. Um, so Playboy Cardi was the connection to this phrase of a girl is a gun. He's on this album. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Many times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Tyler just kind of flipped the phrase on its head for obvious reasons. If you go with the story of the, the yeah, album. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and it can further be traced to the 1971 French made Western film. Um, I'm going to butcher this. So I'm so sorry, but Una Venture. Did Billy the Kid, A Girl is a Gun, slash a Billy. Something about Billy the Kid. Yeah. By French New Wave filmmaker. Jacques Lapitier. No. <laughs> Luke, Luke Mollet, I think. I know it's Luke. Okay. Jack Lapitis. <laughs> Jack Lapitis. Jack Lapitis. Oh, okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, I wrote it in my notes. I'm here for the Fashion House shoutouts. Um, Balenci. Balenciaga. And he also references Comme des Garçons. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just here for it. I was like, <laughs> yes! You know who they are now, you fancy bitch. Me? Yes, you. Yes, thank, <laughs> thanks to Legendary. season two of Legendary. <laughs> All episodes HBO now Max. streaming Watch it now. on HBO Max, starring Deshaun Wesley and Laomi. I forget her last name. <laughs> but they are the reasons to watch that show. Not to mention, just it, it is a fucking spectacle from top to bottom. It's a good watch. Anyway, so we're moving on to the next track. Yeah, we're Called. just gonna make a legendary fan podcast at this point. I want to point out the asterisk in the ass ah, in the ass yes, song. Yes, in the last song, rather, mm-hmm. um, the boy is a gun. Um, it's not officially official, but people speculate. Um, Tyler, the creator, has a fashion line that has an asterisk at the end of it. And people think that that's why. Tying in. Yes. Okay, since okay. now A Boy's a Gun is also a production company, it's, it's, a, it's a product. Interesting. I like that. Like that phrase is like the, the brand name, basically. Uh, there's a, I don't remember what the phrase is for the brand name, but that like phrase has an asterisk at the end of it. Right. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, yes. Because he's using it for a record label. He has in this song. And he has an asterisk on his fashion thing. Yeah. It seems to be the tie. Yeah. So I love all of the tie-ins to like the little bits and pieces in life. Yeah. That happen. Making like, this kind of yeah, more real. Yeah, he does real. design like all of those things. Okay, yeah. 
He's telling you subtly that this is based in it's reality. It's a very realistic story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Aspects of it, at least. Yes. The names, they've been changed. Okay. I think that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, uh, so, shall we move on to Puppet? I love this song. You love the song? I love the song. Oh, okay. Why? What about it? You know, because. <sighs> Because it's aggressively vulnerable. Ah, mm-hmm. 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 very interesting. Yes, yeah. that's that. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's a perfect place to put puppet because we've already gone to this place where we're bouncing back and forth between pure ragefulness and heartbrokenness, mm-hmm. and kind of trying to figure out how to get in between those two things, and realizing that the only reason you're feeling those things is because this person has so much power over you. Yeah, yeah. We kind but it's of also a very hard Igor. cycle to stop. So it's like just acknowledging that, like, yeah, that I, that I'm, I'm being psycho right now because of you. Yeah. Because of you. Yeah. It's not. And I'm mad that I want fault. all of this. Yeah. I want all of this. It's me. I want this. I. What? Think this song and um, um, what's good are mm. so like tightly knit with each other. Yeah. Um, especially because he brings up the so he talks about Rudolph in this song and he brings up the red nose in um, what's, what's good. good. Ah. And also like this is so vulnerable, and the immediate response. I'm assuming it did not go well when he, he tried to confront. He put up the wall and became Igor yeah. again. And and what's good is like the most sinister track on the entire album, I think. At least uh, uh, instrumentally, it is. Yeah. I um, boy with uh, boys a gun might be a little more. Or not boys a gun. What's the one right before that one? It, it, you talking about New Magic One? New Magic One. Yeah, that, that one yeah. I think might be the most like psychotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, what's good is is definitely like a like Igor gets the the front and center in that song. Well, I think I think part of why Igor feels so aggressive is because when he's not Igor, it, it there there's such a desperation to it. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. like there's such like an insecure desperation to right. to how he's begging for this person basically begging yes yes like i mean this is the kind of stuff you like find yourself doing and go oh no why (laughs) yeah what am i doing and how have i stooped this low love me but also a lot of it a lot of the time that he's pleading for this there's this there's this overlying uh idea that he he like can't fathom that this person doesn't want to be with that. I, I don't, yeah, I don't it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. There's no way is. that you don't yeah. want to be with me. There's no way you're not going to come out of the closet. There's no way that like, even at the end of this, he says, uh, but at some point you come to your senses. Yeah. And then he immediately gets it. Cause it's like, he's so sure that yeah. this is how it's going to be. There's no way it can't be this way, which is why probably also why he's allowing himself to be as psycho as he's being over it. Yeah, he has that line. Um, um, you're parasitic. I do not have self control. I am starting to wonder: is this my free will or yours? Mm. Yeah. How used are you being right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this song is. Uh, hmm. Well, then there's a coming to terms with being used, right? Yeah. But then you fight that. Like, there's no way. No, I'm not being there. No, like, no. This is going to be anymore. worth it. There's no way that you're treating me this way because no. you love me. Right? 
it also kind of reminded me. Um, but at some point, the uh, come to your, <laughs> your senses. senses. Yeah. When he talks to, um, what is that second verse where he's like, what do you need? Do you need bread? Do you need this? Do you need a hug? All of the things. It almost the it things reminded me of that second track on Tanking the, Tankin the Bangas and how she's saying like, I could be greens, I could be fish, I could right. be eggs, yes. I could be pancakes. All these good it's wholesome like, things. It's like I'm the, Campbell's, baby. <clears throat> this is like before he comes to that realization. Like right. He can provide all of these things, but he doesn't realize how valuable what that makes need? him. What yes. do you need? Right. What do you he's need? just throwing the pieces away. Right, what do exactly. You need me it's to be? so desperate. What do I need to be so you love right. me? Yes. What do you need me to become for you? How do I keep you in my life? It's because so again, desperate. It hurts. Un- unfathomable because that you they're not going to be together. The thing is, not, is he, not possible. The things he talks about before he gets to that is the simplicity of like, I just want to talk to you. I want to yeah. do all yeah. of the dumb things that we used to do together before things got weird. Like whatever it was that happened when I used to come to your house and I used to have to drive an hour to get there and we would ride around on our bikes. Like, I just want to talk to you. I just want what do you need to get back to that? Like. This song is fucking crushing. Like mm-hmm. you cry listening to it actually because you're like, the song oh where god, he says something like, it hurts. I'm gonna uh, talk. I'm gonna walk to your door. Yes, and I just want to go to yeah. your door. Several lines drive later, your he house. says That's something it. about we put live it in an park and do what we did in line three. Yeah, it's. It hurts because he just, that's all he wants. He's like, I just want this, like that simplicity, that intimacy that we had. Yeah. And like, now I can't have that anymore. Like you won't let me have that anymore. You lost interest. You're, you're either hiding as a gay person or like you are a bisexual person who wound up falling in love with some other woman. And like, I'm trapped now over here, like wondering what happened and I'm angry about it. And I just want that back. What do I need to do? Those lines, those phrases. Um, what do you need? Do you need bread? Do you need this? Do you need a hug? Do you need to be alone? I could wrap this up and get the fuck. Wait, get the. Wait, what? Get the fuck away instead. I'm sorry. So instead, rhymes with bread. And then that line, do you need, where it kind of cuts out and says a hug? It's kind of like different audio. Mm-hmm. What do you think that it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be head. It's willing to give him anything. <laughs> do you need bread? Do you need head? Oh, it's like they edited it. Yes. Yeah. It's like redacted and it's like uh, uh, a put over because the music stops. Everything stops for whatever for you to hear a hug. Um, Also, this is um, the one that Kanye West is on. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was reading through the list of features on this. In track 10, supposedly CeeLo Green is in there. Yes, he is. He absolutely is in there. (laughs) That's Gone Gone, I think. Yes. (laughs) News to me, I did not hear him in there. He sings like the little chorus bits in the first part. But if we're done with... um... Well, I didn't know if I was done with it. I just was pointing out how many features there are in this album. There's so many. That like... They're very subtle. You can completely miss it if you don't pay attention. It's crazy. But, um, Colton, we've reached your favorite track. Yes. It's also what's my good? favorite track. It is your yes. favorite track? So the two of you tell us what's good about uh, what's good. It's so fucking sinister. And it's like, like the music is the most interesting on it because it goes back and forth between like this, like almost like kind of heavy rock vibe 
into like kind of a dancey funk esque type thing, and yeah. then it, gi- it jumps back into the dark rock stuff. Man, this song is wild. <laughs> it's so good though. I could fuck some shit up to this song. Right, that's what I'm like, saying. Like this is like a this is a drive by <laughs> mass on. Let's go right. late at night. Right, let's fuck some shit up. <laughs> that's song. what I'm saying. Like, yes, I would pull up somebody's house bumping this motherfucker. <laughs> I ready to kill everybody. See, mo- this reminds me a lot. Like for whatever reason, the vibe reminds me a lot of uh, of Roman's Revenge, and it reminds me a oh, lot. Oh shit! Oh, that's a good comparison. Yes. yeah, it is. Yes, it does. Yeah, and it also reminds me of specifically, weirdly enough, it reminds me of Eminem's uh, <laughs> verse on Roman Roman's Revenge, like just how like yeah, fuck off that entire song is. Unhinged. I love yes. Like I was just in this it. like yes. Yes, yes. Well, and the great thing about this song, I think, is that, like, you just heard uh, the song right before this one. I can't. I can't. Puppet. Which Puppet. makes this hit right. so yes. much. Because you're, like, already in that well, soft space. And then you're, like, no. You're in that soft you. space. <laughs> and you're, like, opened up and, like, made vulnerable by Puppet. And then this song comes in. And you see through, like, this tough guy act that he's putting on. Yep. But you're just still, like, yeah, get him. Yes. <laughs> Let the beast out. <laughs> oh, and this is Bitch, like. I'm Igor. Well, can, please tell me there's not one person in this room who's had this exact same juxtaposition of feelings. I mean, come on. You go from like, I really want this to, okay, fine, fuck great. It. Then fuck you. Then let, let's just go all the way with it then. Like, then fine. I can totally cut this off. This is also like the only track that I think is like Tyler the Rapper. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like this reminds me of more like old school. Well, Tyler yeah. Stuff. This is yeah. this is definitely, I think, a good throwback. Almost. Yes, it's it's the most like Tyler sounding one. If if you follow his career, which maybe that ties back to the time period where we're like right. lifting this story from. Right. Possibility. Like, the mm. line. I'm sorry, but the line. Hard to believe in God when ain't no mirrors around. Come right. the right. fuck on. <laughs> How the fuck you quiet with a mic on? Hey. <laughs> I wish that were a visual. I wish we could have seen all that. Oh, and then that you'd want to talk about gay shit. I absolutely. How about 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 the line Dracula, 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 suck me first, I might get back at you. Might. He said might Might, though. Might baby. Is that shit cool? Change the aperture. Ha 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 ha. I can't laugh at you. Brilliant! What a son of a bitch! Um, I love this. Song. I love this, and they some Helen Keller, Helen Keller ass yeah. niggas, and I got my eyes open now. I see the light. Mean Death Universe plays middleman. I wanted to point out that the second part of this this song, "What's Good," uh, features, I believe, it's Slow Tie. Slow Tie. Slow Tie. I'm um, not familiar with Slow Tie other than through that one gorilla song that I think is a bop. What one gorilla song? It was off of the last album that they put out. The Song like, Machine one? Yeah, it was a it was a uh, momentary bliss. <gasps> oh, you to that? Yes. I love that song. Oh, wow. It is a, it's a really good bop. Like uh, it is a like I put that on and dance around like we're thrashing to it song. It's I was really hung good. up on um the Aries number and um the Elton John number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I tried my best to get to you on a peach blossom highway. That one. Um. Oh, what else about what's good? What else is good? good. Anything? Tell me something good. 
Tell me something good. This was one. Um, this this whole album is really evident of uh, Tyler's mastery of textures in music. Number mm. one. Oh yeah. Um, but this song and the next one, um, I think, are the most like kind of radically shifting ones. Like they they jump between different sounds very quickly, and they're like somehow still smooth and it makes no damn sense to me whatsoever but like <laughs> the uh, i don't know the tapestry the whole, of sound on this record yeah well i was gonna say the whole Tapest. like everything that happens on this well, album it runs together very smoothly yes mm-hmm. it does but you look at all of Almost the pieces like smoothly. you listen to each song individually and like some of the stuff that's happening like isolated it would sound kind of bonkers like the way yeah. the the vocals get pitched up, all of the like heavy synths and all of the drum usage. Like it gets really disorienting. At one point in time when we did another album, you were like, Oh, it's a lot of chaos sound. Like, and I acknowledged, I was like, that's something that I like is I like walls of like seemingly chaotic sound sometimes. And I acknowledge that about myself musically. I think this was car seat headrest. Yes. Probably. Yeah. And I feel like I saw some of the, uh, some of that mirrored in this because there are times when it is like, Everything is all the elements come together and it, it get, it's it's a tapestry of sound. There's a lot to pick through. Yeah. I um I actually drew a comparison between this album and um um what is it, Awaken My Love, uh, Childish mm-hmm. Gambinos. Oh, I see it. I yes. feel yeah, like this definitely. this time frame of Tyler the Creator is like a more digestible version of Childish Gambinos stuff. Okay. Not to say that Childish Gambinos isn't easy to digest. There's just, it's much denser. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's, each one of these songs are like three to four minutes long. And would you say Childish Gambino is more experimental? Yes. Like it's not as grounded as yes. um, it could be? Like they're yeah, really Tyler trying is, to. Tyler is still like trying to write bops. Yeah. And Childish Gambino writes bops, but they're like, that's almost like the afterthought Man, of it. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like every time Childish like, Gambino has a heat hit, no, he kind of goes, no, especially oh, with this whole, really? with this whole <laughs> album. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know that there's some bop-worthy stuff on this album, but I definitely don't ever get the feel that he was sitting down to write bops for this album. Yeah. Well, I I don't mean to, I don't mean to make it sound that way. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't mean that he intentionally went out of his way to write bops. They're just like, like Childish Gambino songs. They're much longer and more sprawled out, and it's a much like grander thing. Where this is like the the i don't want to say watered down because it's not watered down but like a like easier to swallow pill than well i guess my throwback would be that he does write for like basically like sketch comedies like on the street like yeah. little like vignettes which would make sense in the context yeah. of this because that's what these pop into almost they're little vignettes through this relationship um the next song is gone gone slash thank, thank you. you it's a two-parter again um the first part features that altered voice that's that Camille sort of um what am I trying to say? Persona. Mm-hmm. Um and this is the part that features CeeLo Green. Side note on that, that that altered voice. This just purely popped in my head. Do you think perhaps that voice is in any way reference to the third party of this love triangle? 
Like no. I hadn't thought of it that way. No. I didn't either. I'm just throwing I, it out I there. It, I think it may speak to his inner vulnerability. Okay. Yeah. I think it's sort else. of it le- leaning into this dichotomy situation yeah. where it was yes. like we hear one like sort of sappy song and then we hear an aggressive song. Like I feel like it's it's kind of yeah. I, kinda, you know that movie? What's that stupid movie? What's that stupid animated movie with the feelings? Oh, uh, Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Yeah. 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 So it's like there's Tyler, the creator, and then in his brain, there's this slightly more effeminate, way super extra vulnerable one, and then Igor. Yeah. I did not actually think that. It just popped into yeah. my head, and I thought An I might throw theory. it out there as a theory. But yeah. no, I, I didn't think that, but I just, you know, you know interesting thought. Um, Continue, though. Do you have the lyrics pulled up? I do. Who does? For what? Or, no, no, no. Gone, gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Um, could you point out what part CeeLo Green, do you, if you have it on Genius, I think it maps it out for you, but it's like the he chorusy part. He sings a little like chorusy. Whether it's rain or shine, I know I'm fine, fine for now. My love's gone. There it is. Sorry to butcher that. That's or maybe Green. it's just a dream that I can't seem to wake up from. My love's gone. That's CeeLo Green. So the next time you listen to it, Colton. Gone, gone. My love's gone. Gone. My love's gone. Where are the bongos? They departed entirely. They're gone. (laughs) Gone. They're gone. This is the acceptance. Gone, gone. Bye. You are gone, gone. Love's gone. um, It leads into the second part with a little spoken word, um, which is, I hate wasted potential. That shit really crushes your spirit. It really does. (laughs) It crushes your soul. And it goes into... Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of how this sounds, but I can't. I can't really picture it either, but I will say that this song, first of all, to me, sounded like it had three parts to it. Oh, really? But maybe I just wasn't paying attention for part of it or something. But it also reminds me of, like, think of musicals when there's, like, the big action sequence and there's, like, four different storylines going at the same time. Yes. That's what this song reminds me of. It's like this kind of semi-chaotic, like all these different things kind of like finally colliding. And then this is like the song that kind of holds all that in it. It's not the full on resolution, but it's kind of like part of the climax, I would say. Yeah. Inching toward the 11 o'clock numbers. Yes. Sort of bringing everything up to the top. Now listen. Uh, there's a sent this middle part here uh-huh. where the lyrics get real serious. Uh, the weatherman told me it wasn't raining. My stupid ass brought an umbrella. Uh, I got yeah. a glimpse of your cloud and felt better. Now it's 90 degrees and all the tricks up my sleeve is drenched in sweat and illusion because I got I jet to conclusion. Wow. It's like it's like if also in this in this reckoning before the thank you, it's like I should have seen this coming. Yeah. I knew this was going to happen. I, think, I, I think was that aware was the... of that. <laughs> I think that was the third part that I was thinking of. Yes. The music is slightly different in mm-hmm. that spot before it goes into the thank you stuff. Okay. So that's why it seemed even more like all these different storylines kind of finally colliding into the last space. Apparently, according to some person on GeniusLyrics.com, um, Tyler, the creator, has featured the 10th track, which is, the, the, this is number 10. The 10th track is always something that um, doesn't really follow a normal song structure and is always something very grand yeah. and complicated. 
Um, well, yeah, and this absolutely fits right. This into is like the, the reckoning, but it's it's not like a it's not like a sound reckoning. It's a bitter reckoning. Oh yeah, like even the thank yous are not like happy thank yous. They're thank you for the love, but I'm not gonna fall in love again. Yeah, appreciate what we had, but thanks for teaching me a lesson. I'm Backhanded not doing that thank again. you. Nope. That I mean, love bullshit, y'all can keep it. Yeah, okay. There's definitely like that's some fuck shit. There's definitely bitterness to this the the conclusion of this storyline, even if he is asking, can we still be friends at the end of mm. it? Yeah. But it's very like Because even that is an act of desperation. Right. It's him still like trying to cling on to I this. I have to have this in my life right. in some in right. some way, which God we all do that at some point. Yeah. Ew. So it makes the last two tracks like really interesting the the i don't love you anymore is really the solidification like no i'm not gonna fall back into this but then the story continues in the, the next track he falls right back into it can we be friends right are, are we are we sure that this is completely broken right like, can we just go back to what we had before um he asks knowing in futility that it's not going to happen yes his final act of desperation. Um, I okay. So I have zero notes for "I don't love you anymore," um, but that's only because I didn't get to it. Are there interesting things that anybody has to offer for this song? I, yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think. I, I think it's a lie. A lie. That's a complete lie. Yeah, lying I think this particular entire himself. song is a lie. Like he's yeah. lying to himself. He's lying to him. He's lying to everybody. He's just oh, yeah. lying through this whole thing. Is there evidence within the lyrics that um, support your theory? Yeah, because it, well, yes. So the what now? Moving on, but how? Some things put my feelings in the lost and found. Now I'm stuck forever, forever and ever. But the fact that he says, "I don't love you anymore." Because I don't love you anymore. It's like he's trying to convince himself. Like, I don't love you anymore because I don't love you anymore. Because I don't love you anymore because I don't love you anymore. Yeah. And this is going to be better for us. But, and then even in the lyrics, it cuts the no. Like, it cuts it off. Yeah. Like, it shuts that, that, that thought down. Wait, 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 wait. The very end. In the lyrics, it says, because I don't love you anymore, but this might just be better for us. You know. Uh, yeah. Can we be friends? Because then it, yeah, jumps right into that. Because immediately then he realizes, probably in this, that this if I say true. all this, you're not going to be my life at all. Yeah. And I'm not ready for that quite yet. So, like, but shifting gears. I'm to saying, complete like, other he's at the point where he's saying everything he can say to keep this person in his life at some in some capacity. Yeah. Because he has so much power. Yes. Over him. It's why it hurts so much because as much as he, like, vacillates back to that, like, hard ass, like, I'm Igor, like, bitch, like, I don't feel this well, shit. It also shows that Igor failed. Yeah. yeah. The whole mm-hmm. thing is, like, it's not, it's still not true, though. Like, deep down, he's like, nope. Uh, not even deep down. He's like, I feel them feels like yeah. I love you. And I like, I've pleaded with you. I've tried so hard, which is an interesting and juxtaposition still- to most albums about subject matter like this, because they start out vulnerable usually. And, and then, then end on a like own. bad bitch. note. you know, it's no. like, think of all the Beyonce albums. They all start out with like, oh, you done left me. And then they're like, actually, yeah. But that's okay, like, ladies, yeah. now let's get in formation. It's so not a, it's not a, I'm right. But this one, it's like, this a- is a way more honest, there's still some groveling real there. version of that story because it, that doesn't always happen. It rarely happens. Sometimes it, it hurts. Also, it <laughs> sometimes it hurts me. for a lot longer than you want it to. And sometimes that bad bitch doesn't win for a long time. It strikes me that um, 
the man that he fell in love with was probably someone he had been friends with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it seems like he has far too much attachment to this person for it to just be like some guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, not that that doesn't happen, but like this seems like someone has been in his life for a long time. It's a nuanced relationship. Right. Yeah. Which is why you can almost like kind of forgive him for like, being crazy well not even being crazy for giving in and being like can we still be friends after oh i see you know because like from the sounds of it this person has been in his life for a very long time and like to have them be completely gone i mean that's just like unfathomable for for him whether that be like tyler himself or the character that he's playing in this album so i don't know it's interesting also just could be one of those where the love was more on one side than the other oh, because for sure. it sounds cuz it's like throughout this whole thing you don't really ever see the guy coming back into the picture it's like he the, it the, right. the guy like seems very trying. resolute in his decision out. to right. do what he's doing right. and Gone. never comes back in never it's not like it's not a wishy-washy Tyler, thing he's Tyler's done just his, like, but Tyler's just like I mistress. love you <laughs> but I need you yeah Tyler's just his secret little mistress yep but the can we be friends again? I just I honestly think I I don't I don't think there has to be any prior friendship to that. I think that's oh, just yeah. I think personally, just the way I took it was just an act of desperation. Just like I I need to have this person in my life in some capacity, so I refuse to see. I think let I, it go. I but. agree with you, but I think that just from the character of the rest of the album, I think there's a lot more shades to it than just that. Mm. So like. I don't know. It is an act of desperation, but I think that there's more to it than just that. It's desperately trying to keep this like long time yes. connection yes. connected. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like for me. Um but I mean I could be wrong. So Or I mean, for all we know, honestly, this could be a long term relationship that this what? guy walked out on. Like, like, like even if it was on the DL, like like oh, they could have been yeah. together for a while. Like yeah. this could have been a thing they've been together for a long time and, yeah. and it they came out of the blue like, yeah i mean i guess still... we just assume that it's like a, a you know flash romance but it could have been a long-term I mean, situation we and don't know why he and his girlfriend broke up we don't know time. so it's possibility maybe tyler had a little hand in that or not tyler or character it's, who knows who knows what's the real story i have a completely out of left field question uh-huh. is anybody well first in shakespeare pretty good why um otello yeah. What um, what? So what about it? Well, the character Iago mm-hmm. is that m- modeled after or a um, similar structure to. to the Igor character? Not this Igor, but like as it's known as a literary character. Well, I'm pretty sure Iago probably predates. Mary Shelley. Okay. Oh, and it's not even in Mary Shelley. It, the, Igor, Igor came, has been added. Yeah, Igor was added after that. Yeah. Mary Shelley okay. did not have an Igor in her okay. original Frankenstein I'm novel. That commercial bullshit. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Iago predates Igor by okay. a good a good chunk of time. Just be just but because probably yeah probably I, has the Iago same. does fit into that like. Um, faithful assistant, but he's doing everything right for himself so that he can gain power, not necessarily for. I think it's Othello. just coincidental, and that 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 character archetype fully got a, a realization with the Igor character. Yeah. But like that archetype has been around before yeah. Igor came along. Okay, 
Just figured I'd throw that out there. Um, we've sort of been talking about these two tracks together, but um, I'm going to talk about Can We Be Friends now? Unless anybody has anything more to say about I don't love you anymore. It's Are We Still Friends? Yes. Oh, my bad. Are we? No, you good, you good, you good. <laughs> Are We Still Friends? Why um, can't we be friends? Why can't we? You know what? We're just talking about all the friend songs today. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Except for that one. So this song, <laughs> Are We Still Friends, samples Al Green's Dream. And then also Jack White does the guitar solo. Oh, that makes that worse. makes a lot of sense. That, that's it. That's all I wanted to say about that. I just wanted to put those that's two not, That's not his there. first foray into playing with, with hip-hop artists. I know. I'm just like so no, pleased on, whenever I hear that. Uh, he was on, on Lemonade. He's also in... Um, New York with Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that pairing makes sense. Yeah, in my brain. Um, and actually, Third Man Records. It's largely oh. a hip hop record. I was label. trying to remember what else I was trying to remember. I think it's a Tribe Called Quest song that he's also in. Jack Y. Yeah. That yeah, that checks out. That's where I my do. brain was yeah. like, I was like, I can hear it. I can he, hear it. What song is that? He loves. What is that? He loves hip hop. That guy. You do. Yeah, he pops up in some interesting areas. He has an an album that draws a lot on hip hop influences. That man, it's fucking weird, but it's a cool Jack White album. But anyway, side note: <laughs> Did you have a thought? No, I oh. I really had to excavate in my brain. Don't you eat that micro? <laughs> Sorry, no. I was intrigued to hear that it was Jack White because I hadn't even caught that. Like I I had noticed it. My bad. Um. This song, though, is my favorite. Yeah, just, just it's just so like. First of all, this is the most like soul sounding track yes. on the whole thing. Um, very heavy Marvin Gaye esque vibes that I picked up from this. Um, <laughs> it's also just very like cheesy movie ending almost, <laughs> especially that big swell where he's like yes. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I love the particular guttural like aspect yeah. of his screaming too. It reminds it's me real of scratchy. The, it's so good. Reminds me of the fucking end of Across the Universe when Joe oh. Anderson do da do da do da do da do Just like that fucking ridiculous. Same vibe. Cinematic <laughs> parallel. Um oh, <laughs> I love that movie. I heard this song uh, on I do. um the uh, critically acclaimed television series Insecure, <laughs> starring Issa Rae. Oh, great show! Terrific starring show. Starring and written by Issa. Starring and written by Issa Rae, and created by Issa, Issa Rae, Rae and um 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 Larry Wilmore. Um. <laughs> anyway, but this song is um a lot. Good Lord. I, f- I feel like it's a strange one to put at the end, but it's also perfect because it has a lot yes. of weight to it at the yeah. end. Like after this. It also has no answer. F- no, no right. answer. It ends on like, Open-ended. even musically, it ends on like something that isn't like satisfying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To my ear. Yeah, no, I it's like as many times I listen to this album, every time it popped into the next song, like that was on some random Tyler, the creator song, I'm sure. You know, it's how Spotify does. I didn't know the song was over. Yeah. So then I was like, like wait, what? This is the same. What is it every time? It just 
drops I, you off. Like I it's never over. could see it coming. I think it's such a better note to end on than I don't love you anymore, though. Like, uh, oh, absolutely, oh, it's great it is. That it, does. It, it put a smile on my face because it's almost like you. First of all, you get the the hint of Tyler the Creator's humor in this, which like. It's kind of lacking in the rest of this album. Don't say goodbye. Smell you later. Because yeah. he's actually like a really goofy person. Yes. And like a person we have, we're having this conversation sometime back, but like another person who is very good at the very internet. Very good at the internet. Yes. But um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. This song, like I did not take it seriously at all. <laughs> and it was just such a nice like palate cleanser to the rest of it, you know? And like, I don't know. I put a smile on my face at the end of the album. It was good. I had one recurring thought throughout this whole song and it was like a happy thought, but it was like a, you so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I that think, was the thought. The thought that was, was the thought. You so stupid. Serious. I think that's why I found it so humorous because like, it's like, you don't go through all this night when we friends. <laughs> right. <funny. laughs> You were, at the, you were at the point that you were going to kill him. Right. Like you were ready to murder ready this girl in her sleep. Right. You were ready to go to jail for this man. That's, I, think, I think that's why I thought it was so funny. Can we be friends? And then you don't love him. You done with him. It's over. Wait Can a minute. Hold on. Friends? Can we be friends? Are you, do you like still like me? But, like, but like, for real. We're good, right? We're good. We can be friends. Still like me. I'm sorry about all those things I said and yeah. did. I, you know, I was going through a real rough time. I'll leave my friends with her. But, like, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. really good now. I'll be both of your friends. I, I know I just said that I would I don't feel murder that her, but. I won't. Like, did you tell her that? You didn't just tell her. Because, like, if you didn't, we're fine. We can all just hang out. It's me. I can handle Besties. it. That's movie it's night. Cool. Game night. What's one of the stages of. Depression, bargaining. You're talking about grief. No, or denial. That's grief. denial. Grief. Grief. They never moved past denial on this whole album. <laughs> never moved past it. Tr- tried to. Like that. No we, we were like we were like getting a little bit past denial. Come right back to it. We live okay. past, right back to I it. I do want to talk about the fact though that this is now the second breakup album that Jeannie has brought Sorry. to the table. <laughs> but also that this I find is. <laughs> So much Second more queer breakup album too. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, number one, I'm here for it. Number two, you did say you were the uh, your 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 genre yeah. is like sad girl indie. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I, this was a the less, story checks I out. Guess. Yeah. Out of the two, I definitely felt like this was the more um, palatable of the two of them. But Carcia Headrest is a lot more intricate. I would say, as far as the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. So maybe a few more details or something. Well, and it's, I think because he ties so much of his personal growth into the lyricism in Car Seat Headrest that Mm -hmm. like Tyler, like kind of does that on this, but it's more like defined dichotomy between himself and Igor. And at the end, like you as a listener, um, you may have felt those experiences before, but you don't really feel sorry for the Igor character right, because he, right. he did all this and like, he made his fucking bed, you know? Right. Carsey had rest. It was just like a kind of it's uh, a much relationship more- that they didn't really like know that they were destroying each other. Right. And it's themselves. Ju- it's a much more subtle, um, subtle relationship that the two of them have and then well not necessarily in real life but what's played out on the records 
Uh, you know, I don't know how high we hold our esteem for the internet's opinion, but the internet, unanim- no, not unanimously, but um, by a large margin, voted this album um, the best album of 2019. The genius community. And nice. not like literal genius, but like genius.com. <laughs> genius lyrics. Not Mensa. Excuse me? Well, <laughs> did, when? No. When did uh, Jamie drop? Because if it was in 2019, they're dead wrong. <laughs> Colton has some words for you. Okay. Um, I think yeah. I think it, it was, was 2019. It was 2019. It was like August of 2019. I mean, yeah. I oh, love so you. Let's beat it by a few months. I love you, Tyler, yeah. but Brittany Howard's my girl. Well, if we're going by Grammy standards, I think. If we're going by Grammy standards, I think. Why um, do you have to do it worse? <laughs> Like, I point out that you're doing it, and then you just do the thing that I point out worse. Because I have to get it out of my system. <laughs> it's not helpful. There was an episode where I was, like, kind of knocking out the table, and you pointed at it, and then just... <laughs> <laughs> just scratch my nails. It's not helpful. <laughs> like, Melissa just rolls her eyes at me. You just more aggressively do the thing that I tell you not to do. <laughs> I am a professional. <laughs> Plus, also, I know that's what makes you annoyed, and he knows that's what makes you annoyed. So, really, we're just finish this episode. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this. All right. Wow. I, I had a thought. <laughs> I don't know what it was now, but well, um, it was probably not really that enlightening. <laughs> they rarely. Well, are. I mean, do we have any more thoughts on? The album itself. You know, it was like... really good. Other than that, it sucked. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was actually um, oh, no. blown away by how much I liked it, and I feel like yeah. this this album, like since it came out these two years, has been like sort of the in the distance, like in the ether. But I haven't uh, listened to it yet. I got to tell you, the take your mask off thing has a whole different connotation, right? <laughs> I'm listening to yes. it now, yeah. Every time I had to remind myself, no, it was before. It was before. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. Before times, he didn't know what he was saying. It was, he didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't. No, I I have always had like a respect for Tyler, the creator, but I've never really like listened to him all that much. So it was nice to finally like sit down. I'd Listen heard him to a like whole referenced album. so often, and I was like, oh, I don't actually know the context oh, for any I've, of it. I've heard a bunch of songs by him over the years, but I've just never digested the whole thing. And he's one of those people you have to, you really have to like, like he's got singles and stuff like that. But you know, he to really get the journey. whole, yeah, picture. he's making you something that right. is worth diving into, right? Precisely. That's I think that's also part of why I lump him in with Childish Gambino because they bo- they both do operate in that like experimental avant-garde hip-hop rap genre yes and like they're both doing their own distinct versions of similar things you know like i feel like they're drawing upon a lot of the same influences but expressing it in totally different ways yeah and it's just interesting to see the development of the two of them and where they're going yeah i think i might uh Take a gander at some more Tyler the Creator stuff. There's some really good stuff. Truly. Go backwards in time. Um, all right. Yeah. Final thoughts. Anybody? I'm just tickled to have shared it with you. I'm glad that you listened to it. Like How... I said, 
I probably would have probably would have wanted to recommend it to you, but I thought it was something you would not take my advice on. And maybe I was like, at That's some point fine. in time, maybe. maybe. How did how did you discover the album? I listened to it because I had heard Tyler the Creator like reference so many times, and I was like, I guess I got to see what this is about. And like the album came out, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to it. Like, I remember seeing the promos for it and the stuff, like, the cover art, like, releases and all of that. And his just weird like fucking a... look that he and, had, like, yeah, the party-colored suit, and the goddamn wig. Like he, I think I remember reading about, like, Okra also being released, and I think that was a song that, like, I think it came out as a song. Now my brain doesn't remember any of it. Um, I just know that I wound up listening to this album. Like, I put it on because I was like, I got to figure out what is going on with Tyler, the creator, like everybody references him. So what's happening? And this was it. Like this was, this was with the album that was coming out that I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. Okay. Yeah. Okra was a song too. And I think it was one that I also listened to at the same, like a similar time frame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I guess I need to dabble in more of his stuff. See, the last stuff I listened to was from flower boy and, Part of what pulled me into Flower Boy was um, Caliucci's single, After the Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you better look both ways before you cross my mind. And that, like, that, so I loved that track on its own, but that's not, like, on Flower Boy or anything. But um, I just really. He's got some really good features, though. Yeah. That one's a good feature. He's got, yeah, he's got a lot of really good features that he pops up into. Um, It's, um. It's just really interesting to see him going from Flower Boy to basically the 60s to the 70s with this. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not even just that decade because he reaches so far into like modern music and like 90s and yeah. just jumps around all over the place. But like, just a, such a cool progression of those two albums, especially if, like, according to the Wikipedia, he wrote this one first. Right, and Flower Boy was after. He's a really rich artist, considering that he's like pretty young. I think, yeah, like, he is. He's got so many successes under his belt, and like, he's very varied. He's very talented. He's very versed. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's he definitely really knows how to think out a concept. He knows how to deliver that concept, and it's pretty impressive because he is like, he's he's a younger guy. I think he's in his late twenties. Yeah, he is definitely in. He's he's an artist, like not an actual. Yeah, he's like a full artist, not just like at one specific thing. He is thirty. Yeah. As, okay. Yeah. As of this year, he is thirty. Crazy. March. And he just 6th. he does so much. He does so much. That son of a bitch. Are you? You feel the jealous bile rising in you? You're like, damn. Yes, but I also want to be his friend so bad. <laughs> yeah. And he was in. Um, Odd Future as well. Yeah, he was in Odd Future. Like that's what he's originally as a group. From, yeah. I think, yeah, he does a lot of production. He does his own writing. He designs clothes. Yeah. Well, we made it. We did it. We got through Igor by Tyler the Creator, and for the most part, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say the most part, I mean like ninety nine point nine percent. I feel like there was not a bad part. Everybody enjoyed their journey. Yeah. Everybody enjoyed yes. the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but next time, I guarantee that not everybody will enjoy the trip. <laughs> but we're doing it anyway. Next time we reconvene, we're listening to 
LCD sound system. We're listening to This Is Happening, their third record before James Murphy said goodbye. And then he said, just kidding. Um, and we'll be joined by um, one of Colton Cox's very dear friends. It's Jeff Winningham. Jeff Winningham. Who is also the bass player in my my group. Will we see him on tour with you and yes, you for will. the listeners a few weeks? Yes, you will. Terrific. Great. So you better buy your tickets for the Jolly Giants tour. Um, that's Colton Cox and Calvin Arsenia. And um, you can go to either one of their websites for for tickets and more information. Um, in the meantime, in between time, wait, I just think, does anybody else have things to say? Do you have a thing to say? Other than th- that ticket info and none of that stuff is available on our websites right now, but <laughs> it will be. <laughs> it will be. It will be. <laughs> As of right now, of this recording, it's not. But maybe by the time this airs in July, right before they go on tour, right well, before they go there's on tour, just, there's it's different venues in different cities, so everybody just the tickets okay, differently. Well, if you're in North Kansas City, go to the go visit the Rhino. Visit the Rhino if on July twenty fourth. I love the Rhino. If you're in Wichita, visit the Brickyard on July twenty second. Oh, this is like a comedy Lawrence, show. If you're in Lawrence, go to the Replay Lounge. <laughs> to the replay Lounge. I also love Replay Lounge on July twenty fifth. On July twenty fifth. And if you're here in Kansas City, you may be invited to a very exclusive performance. Are we invited? Are you indoors or outdoors at Replay? Huh? Are you indoor or outdoor? I I have no idea. I love the outdoor stage. Calvin arranged that. Indoor's fun, too. We'll see. Knowing Calvin, you probably think the outdoor stage. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm excited. We will indeed. We will indeed. So get your tickets now, ladies and germs. Um, but I guess um, that's it. So, bye. 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 Sergeant Pepper straight to sleep. Oh, good. He's trying to put me to sleep. I'm ready to go to nap. Like, nap over here. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> My God, you're going to have to hear this. <gasps> he sounds like a person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like my mom passed out on the couch watching TV. Sorry, oh. sorry Mom. <laughs>